we're at 478 Union Street, right? Yeah. Yes. And I'm talking with Jeff Roden, the owner of Igneous Theory. Yeah. yeah. I guess you could say there was sort of an alignment of tectonic plates around your anniversary <laughs> and the anniversary of the podcast. Oh, right on. <laughs> yeah, because uh, early on we talked and you had an early episode of the podcast and I saw you a while back and realized you've been open nearly a year and the podcast has been running nearly a year. So it just seemed like a great idea to come in and have another chat. Yeah. Oh, I'm always up for chatting. <laughs> Very good. Uh, so you are using, I, I believe, looking at your website and at Facebook, you're using August as sort of anniversary month. That's right. The whole month uh, we'll celebrate. We're going to do an art show on August the 2nd. And we're going to have a kid's day with uh, decorating some rocks, making pet rocks, and having a rocks day, basically. And then more art shows and more fun throughout the month. All through the month. Yeah, plus a sale, 25% off select items throughout the month. Okay. And you'll change that around during the month, what the items are? No. Oh, throughout the month. Okay, the The same items throughout the month. Yep. Will people be able to see that on your website and Absolutely. on Facebook? Yep. Okay. They can go there special if they want it. Okay. Yeah. Beautiful. What is the website name? It's igneoustheory.com. Very clear and simple. And your Facebook page is probably Igneous SF. Okay. SF. Very yeah. good. All right. So that's your August. You're also a participant in First Fridays. You're here on the corner of... Grant and Union basically steps away from Grant, certainly. And I I would recommend to our listeners that if you're in the neighborhood to get a meal at Don Pisto's or Tony's or uh, Original Joe's or Barrio or getting a sandwich at Little Vine, you, before or after your meal, drop into Igneous Theory and have a look around, talk to Jeff, see what's here. Be entertained and enlightened and um, have your eyes be dazzled a little bit, or a lot, (laughs) actually, Um, because it's right here off of Grant on Union. It's so close to people who are walking very nearby and who um, might not come up this block so much and uh, know about you. That's right. So, And it's a great atmosphere, and uh, as I say, the things to observe and wonder about are quite amazing. I was wondering, I was curious because of your knowledge and your studies and your curation and so on, I thought it might be interesting for listeners to know something, if you could describe something about the geologic and biologic history of our area a little bit, and and maybe the U.S., and maybe there's a particular uh, epoch, uh, if that's the right word, historic period that would be most interesting to you to talk about in terms of both the Bay Area and maybe the United States? Well, sure. So the San Francisco Bay Area is right on several faults, the Hayward Fault and the San Andreas Fault being the big ones, as we all know. Um, So there's lots of earthquake potential here. And aside from that, there's a lot of... um, Speaking of plate tectonics, the Farallon Islands are out past the Golden Gate, and they are actually 
They provide the name for a tectonic plate that has subducted under the North mm. American plate. Mm. And that, that action caused the North American plate to lift up on the west side about um, probably 100 million years ago. I'd have to check my facts on that. And what ended up happening is the, um, the Midwest sunk. At that time because that of that. Time. Right. And then the oceans rushed in and covered all of central North America, creating the Western Interior Seaway. And that was, um, that was probably the case for 20 or 30 million years. And during which time a lot of sea creatures moved in and um, things like ammonites, which are cephalopods related to squid and octopus. They found a home and uh, pterosaurs, things like the pteranodon above us, mm. would have flown those skies up and down the, um, that that seaway. They look a little like a pelican. Yeah. Bigger wingspan bigger. than a pelican. Though. Yeah, much bigger. Do they scoop up things in their bill like a pelican? Probably. Okay. Yeah. Um, they probably preyed on, on fish and lizards and small mammals, maybe even other birds and other Yeah, that could be another bird. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. It's, it's, it's got an 11-foot wingspan, and it's a female. You can tell because her head crest is short, ah, whereas okay. a male's head crest would be very long or ornate. Oh, interesting. And so that, that seaway was there for a really long time. Yeah, until about 70 million years ago when it finally closed up. Historically, I think of the middle of the country, well, dinosaurs have been found there, and there used to be glaciers. And, that's right. But it was a sea. It was once, at one time, a sea. That's right. Wow. Yeah, reaching from, from the Arctic all the way through the, um, to the Gulf of Mexico. Wow. Yeah. And, and animals uh, thrived there, presumably. Yeah, things like crinoids, uh, which are um, still living today. They're called sea lilies and feather stars today. Okay. Um, Things like um, like um, the pterosaur that we were talking about, and uh, the ammonites, and um, sea urchins, and fish as well. A lot of those species exist today. They Many were around then and they survived. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Sea urchins are sometimes a problem yeah. in California because they eat kelp, that's right. I believe. Otters like them. That's right. They're good food for otters. And they're good food so for people, too. That's true. Yeah. And uh, they support the otter population, which has rebounded in recent decades. That's right. In Monterey Bay and elsewhere. So what, what are you going to feature geologically during the month of August? Have you, have you decided? Well, we are doing a... Um, we're featuring an artist. Her name is Angelica Sosa. She does fluid art acrylic pour, pours, paintings. Uh -huh. okay. Um, and Some of her work is on the wall here. That's right. And it's inspired um, a lot by rocks that she's bought from here. 
but also um, by volcanoes. So this is this piece on the table is it's it's very dark and very earthy, um, and it's inspired by by volcanoes. Um, some other pieces on the wall, like these purple ones mm. over here, mm -hmm. in the um, back, yeah. They are inspired by a rock called charaway, which is purple and has some white streaks in it sometimes. So that's what we're featuring art-wise, um, and it's inspired by geology and mineralogy and rocks. Is she a local artist? Yes, that's right. Okay, yeah. wonderful. So, tell me about how you set up for the kids to paint pet rocks. Yeah, that's going to be fun. So, we've got um, some, some small, roundish river rock. Uh, they're basalt. Mm -hmm. um, we're going to um, stick some feathers and pipe cleaners and googly eyes on them um, and paint them um, uh, on, the, on our main central table. I'll clear this off for that for that little party, and and we'll just go to town right here. <laughs> Kids of all ages are invited. Yes, great. For sure. Okay. As long as you've got a smile on your face. Good. It's <laughs> That's needed for admission. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> great. So you have a variety of items that aren't necessarily minerals or straight out of the earth or straight out of the earth and beautifully carved or what have you. What are some other things that you sell? We've got puzzles. We've got um, wooden puzzles. Um, we've got mugs. We've got some books and um, wood carvings. And, and bowls, I, I think. Yes. At least one. I yes. see one very large bowl. We have several bowls. That's okay. The big, that's the biggest bowl I've ever seen in my life, but there's a couple more. Oh, there, yes. Uh, strewn about. Right, right. Oh, they're so pretty. Yeah, they're from Mexico. Oh, all of them are from Mexico. Mm -hmm. Okay. Were they made, seems like the wrong word, but <laughs> were they carved in Mexico? That's right. Okay. Are they all from one region of Mexico? They are. Okay. Um, they are from... Uh, I believe they're from the Yucatan, where there's a lot of cave geology there. Ah. And so this, this material is calcium carbonate. Uh -huh. um, its trade name is Mexican onyx. And it's the, you can think of it as the typical material that you would think stalactites and stalagmites are made of. Yeah, calcium carbonate, sure. Yeah. But they, it can take many forms. It can. Including, right. I guess you could carve a piece like that out of the floor of the cave and That's right. turn it into a bowl. Yeah. Because it has stru structural integrity. That's right. right. Yeah. These are found near hot springs. Okay. Um, they, they form, the rock forms at hot springs where the min minerals are bubbling out and they'll, those minerals will precipitate out of that water and uh, lay down on that floor. Um, and build up over time. That's uh -huh. why you see these layers uh, in the in the rock. Yeah, very definitely. You you can see that it would be from that sort of stratification. And if you've ever been in a cave or seen pictures of a cave, how those different colored layers come to be over a long period of time. 
And uh, what are you showing on your screen? I'm showing some work by um, another artist we have, Mike Woodward. Okay. Um, he does, he photographs um, stone, rock, ah. uh, with a macro lens. Yeah. Um, and um, gets really fine detail. So um, we're showing that. We also show some of the other products that we have in our shop, like um, the next photo that came up was a, is a di dimorphodon. It's a wood, hand-carved wood carving uh -huh. uh, of, of a skeleton of a, another pterosaur. Now this, in, in the screen image here, this looks like it's about four feet wide. What, what was it in real life? <laughs> uh, here it is up here. Uh, oh, that's kind of impressive, and even on its own, at a foot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. what? He's pretty scary looking. What? He has teeth. Big and teeth. A right. huge head. That's right. Oh, where, where did that originate? From a lot of places. Oh, okay. Yeah. It was widespread. Widespread, yeah. I see. Well, uh, very interesting animals and fossils. Uh, what's this fossil over here on the east wall? That is uh, one of my pride and joys. That's a... Um, Stingray fossil. It's uh, it's a male, and we know because it's got two bits near the tail. And two bits near the tail. Yeah, they're yes. called claspers. Sure. They're used during mating for what mm -hmm. you might expect they would be used for. Yes. That kind of name. Indeed. And then it's got two barbs on its tail. Oh, that's also a male characteristic, or just stingrays. I think it's a stingray characteristic. Yeah. Yeah. And then this is what's so special about this is that it's has so much detail. It's intact, mm -hmm. so no creatures have been um, gnawing at it, and bacteria did not have um, a way to um, break it down mm -hmm. and start the decomposition process. Mm -hmm. So it really um, was covered over by mud in almost exactly the way it died. Mm -hmm. um, and it stayed like that for 50 million years. <laughs> And it's from Wyoming. And uh, what we know about stingrays is that they tend to like warmer water. I've, uh, I've seen them at Grand Cayman Island, yeah. Right. And uh, so this tells us that at some point, uh, Wyoming had warm weather, a warm climate to support warmer water. Mm -hmm. um, and that uh, lets us know that... Um, and with the fossils that are found in the Arctic, things like alligators in the Arctic. We know that 50 million years ago, the temperature was, of the Earth was much, much higher. Um, and uh, there was no ice on the planet at the time. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, it's a result of what's known as the PETM, or uh, Paleogene Eocene Thermal Maximum. And that is a, a time of extreme warming, uh, believed to be due to a methane release. Mm -hmm. um, From plant decomposition or something else? I think it's some, something. Or maybe something. Nobody released really methane. It. Yeah. Um, Interesting. Yeah. And so methane is a. Um, it's a carbon-based gas, and so releasing carbon into the atmosphere has a very 
significant effect. More so than carbon dioxide. Yes, that's right. Um, so that time of uh, Earth's history is a good analog for what we're experiencing now. And um, it's one of the most fascinating periods of time there is for geology and paleontology, mm -hmm. climatology. Mm -hmm. It's hard to imagine alligators in the Arctic. Yeah. But it must have been swampy up there at the time. Yeah, I for guess. Sure. Yeah. Jeff, anything else you'd like to add about igneous theory or uh, upcoming events? Yeah. So talking about the PETM, I've been discussing with um, a geologist, a British geologist, about doing a lecture here in the shop um, sometime in the fall. And so that's something I'm looking forward to doing and um, trying to set up more um, art exhibitions, um, trying to bring in more jewelers and doing exhibitions with them. So a lot of stuff is planned for the fall and uh, it's pretty exciting. Oh, that's great. It's great to hear. Well, people should check out your Facebook page, uh, Igneous Theory SF. Yes. Correct? And also your website, igneoustheory.com. Yep. You're located at 478 Union near Grant. Yep. Uh, what are your hours that Let, you're open? We are open 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. daily. Okay. Well, thanks again for talking to us a second time. It's oh. been a pleasure. And Thank you, Blair. It's have a great summer. Okay. Right. Thanks. Thank you. This interview with Jeff Roden was recorded July 29th, 2019. This intro is being recorded August the 2nd, 2019. And tomorrow at Igneous Theory, August 3rd, will be Rock Day, Pet Rock Day. Kids of all ages invited. Thank you, Jeff, for sharing your one-year anniversary with North Beach Now. Appreciated the time and having the opportunity to have another chat with you one year after your opening. You can catch North Beach Now on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, Overcast, and Stitcher. Thank you, listeners, for one year of podcast listening. Greatly appreciate it. You can catch us on Twitter and comment there at any time or at any of our uh, podcast channels as well. On Twitter, we're at now underscore beach. This is Blair Helsing signing off from Telegraph Hill.